Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you were too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is, this time for real, emotions. <laughs> yeah, we did try that a couple weeks yeah, ago. we will steer clear for the most part of furries. <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll come up. <laughs> okay, let's just get it out there. We're only human, Yes, so. <laughs> I have since that episode come has aired um do you have become a furry i have become (laughs) i have been consistently tagged in furry tiktok like the gabers are out there making sure that i stay on furry tiktok and i appreciate it yeah you sent uh some to me and said, look, I got tagged in all of these. Yeah. I've hate, I hate what this has become. And I was like, I don't think you do. And you were like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I actually kind of love it. It's like curating content for me. Exactly. Like I just, instead of having to like look for it, scroll the for you page, I just log on and see what I'm tagged in and I get to enjoy. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I did like the comment someone DM'd us on Instagram at I can explain podcasts and they were like, um, I recommended I Can Explain podcast to my friend, and the first pod episode that they listened to was the furry episode. Here's the thing. <laughs> I get that that is a lot to handle. Yes. However, it's not like there's any more quality in any of the other <laughs> yeah, episodes. Yeah, it's honestly just a very honest first experience. It's, yeah. Take it or leave it, really. It's, this podcast is all about peaks and valleys, roses and thorns. <laughs> and some, <laughs> some episodes have more thorns, and some are just thorns. <laughs> I do love the idea that that would be the first episode that some people listen to. Yeah, like, first and last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those listeners, yeah. they came and they went quick. And I'm sure some people had been listening, and that was the final straw, so... <laughs> The straw that broke the camel's back, if you will. The camel suit. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So before we get into emotions, we do have... Something that also makes us emotional is our patrons. Thank thank you. I'm I'm trying to do my plug here and you're cutting me off. I I was going to say something that makes us feel a lot of emotions and you stole my line. Did I steal your line or did I give you the idea for (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, this is a, my job to say thank you and something that makes me very emotional. Thank you to our patrons, Aiden, Emily, Olivia, Liz, Kate, and Serena. We appreciate you so much for being so generous on Patreon. And to all of our patrons, we love you. There are so many gabers on our Patreon that get to chat with us on Discord. They get to chat about the episodes. Furries. <laughs> Furries. Things going on in the LGBTQ plus community. There's bonus episodes up there. So if you're interested in all of that, make sure to head over to our Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast. Click the link in the bio. There is merch. There's also the link to Patreon where you can join the Discord, get the bonus episodes, all that fun stuff. Thank you all so much for the support. And also, thank you for wherever you're listening, following, subscribing, giving us a five-star review. Only. 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 I will say, last week, we didn't have many new reviews. Okay. And it did make me emotional. Okay. It, it hurt me. And the emotion was rage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I would greatly appreciate... Yeah. If anyone listening who hasn't left a review, leave a five-star review. Yeah. Go to the library, use every computer. Every computer, every IP address, yeah. and just leave those reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us out. We read them all. We appreciate it. And thank you for sending us to our friends, e- your friends, even when we're talking about furries. Yes. Especially when we're talking about furries. Send our episodes to our friends, too. Absolutely. Enemies. Anyone. Anyone you have. Yeah. I'm gonna... 
Oh, oh <laughs> bless you. Yeah, thank Oh, my God. You're a good sneezer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like I'm watching a TV show. Uh, like a sneezing. dad. Yeah, like a cartoon. Yeah, you got to get the sneeze. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like one of the first times I've ever sneezed on this. Um, I think this it's the first. Here. Yeah. Well, well, well about first here. <laughs> um, you know what I did today that I wanted to talk about briefly that was a very gay moment for me? What? Um, I went rock climbing. Okay. Indoor, like indoor rock climbing, bouldering, which is yeah. like all the fucking rage, especially with queer yes. women right now. I was gonna say that's specifically very queer women. Vibes. Yeah, and you yeah. know what's not queer women vibes? What? How I did it because I did it with long nails. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you I have, have your pretty filed nails. pieces of them off because I would like go to reach for a handhold and just like or I would slide down the wall and you would literally just hear like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I feel like this isn't your sport it's not and then there was a few handholds that I could make it to okay and I had to turn to the people that I was doing it with my boyfriend and our friends and Uh I had to be like I have to jump off the wall now because there's not enough space in the handhold that I can grab it without it just being nail so there was like some there was some runs of uh like grabs that I had to be like I I can't just you all know I can do this right but I will snap off all of my fingernails so your feminine expression actually hindered you in this yeah I did feel I will say a little bit mistreated by that I will say they should make their handholds a little deeper maybe some little nail pockets (laughs) 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 oh my god I'm gonna get you some little like silicone like nail uh, covers. That's I was thinking maybe if they made climbing gloves that had kind of like hard ends. Oh. That would be so you could put your nails in them. Okay. Anyways, I just thought it was really Do you fun. think that's maybe a big market you might start? I would business. say certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a single other person into indoor rock climbing that has any nail length whatsoever. Absolutely not. I think that's something that you have to give up. Yeah, and I really had to sit in my gayness today mm-hmm. when I was like on the wall and I'm like, I need to jump off because I can't grab this with my nails. <laughs> But I think I'd rather have nice looking hands than be able to like climb on fake rocks inside. <laughs> I think that's my line, you know? I feel that. Well, we've already really discussed this. We're not like, I know it's not in nature, but I feel like that is nature adjacent. For sure. It's trying to look like nature. Like I had brief moments when I was like, oh, I, I think this would be really fun if I like got into bouldering. Yeah. I could like cut my nails. And then I was like, no, no, no. You know, I was like, there. some things aren't worth the sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm proud of you for going. Did Thank you. Did Corey have fun? He did, yeah. Corey, he's... I feel like that would be more his vibe. Yeah, he's really, he has good uh, upper body strength, which I don't. Right. I'm like fast, like I like cardio, but right. I, I never like lift weights or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, you don't have the nails. Yeah, and also people. I think, think that I would be good at bouldering because I'm tall, so I have the reach. Uh-huh. But the funny thing is, is that I have the shortest arms of all time. Like, I literally <laughs> like have the T-Rex. body of a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, that made me emotional, and the emotion was gay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a good start. Lots of vulnerability coming Absolutely. through. Love it. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to talk about emotions mm-hmm. because... I feel, and I've seen it a lot recently, especially with the fucking pandemic... Mm-hmm. That being queer more than like a, a a ton of other people, I feel like, or like uh, I don't know, as a community, being a queer person, you are subjected to so many highs, yeah, and so many lows, yeah. And sometimes I just want to hear stories that are like right in the middle, 
They don't okay. make me happy or sad. Okay. Like, I just see gay people, like, doing things. It's literally, like, when I hear about queer people, it's either, like, people getting murdered mm-hmm. yeah. or, like, somebody finding love and adversity in their small town and it's this whole thing. Yeah. It's, like, a fucking... Um, Inspiration porn. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Or, like, a um, a flash mob of, like, a lesbian <laughs> yes. couple getting engaged. Yes, like, you totally. know, it's really about All the, the hot... like, Ellen clips. That yeah. She yeah. And I honestly think sometimes it gets exhausting. I agree. It's very, like, constantly emotional. And, like... I would say the majority of gay people I know are are quite boring, and I, I <laughs> and I think we need to. I focus think we on need that. to really give them the the yeah you know limelight they deserve. Yeah, I would include myself in that. Like ninety percent of my life, I'm just do I'm just sitting. Yeah. I'm just sitting and staring at different objects. Sometimes it's my computer. Sometimes it's my phone. Sometimes it's just the wall, honestly. You know? Yeah. Sometimes they're very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm just going to go for a walk. And I don't mean like a walk in the sense where I'm doing like any physical activity or anything interesting. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just walking aimlessly for like four blocks and just kind of like looking at different things. Like the other day I was posting because there was owl hedges I think these are the stories we need to hear. Yeah. There was an owl-shaped hedge. That's maybe, honestly, too happy. Maybe too... Yeah. Just regular hedges. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, okay, okay. (laughs) I was just looking at some regular hedges. Yeah. Yeah. But I honestly feel like being a queer person is constantly an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Because I never really talk, even to my close friends, I never really talk to them about... I mean, because I don't have a podcast with them, Mm -hmm. so this is different than you. But I don't really talk to a lot of my close friends about their queer experiences, Mm -hmm. unless it's, like, a gay friend of mine being like, oh, I got called a fag on the street. Right. Which I'm like, that's sad. Yes. Or it's like... That goes in the sad category. That goes in sad. And then it's like, or, like, my my dad... is so fucking tight, it's cutting off the circulation under my tits. That would go in the sad category. (laughs) (laughs) Right, you see? Right, yeah, yeah I yeah, see yeah, where yeah, this yeah. is going. Okay. You're just like <laughs> me taking off my bra would go in the happy, happy category. category. Titties okay. out, that's a happy. <laughs> okay. Like, or it's like even close friends, I, it'll be like, oh, well, you know, my dad that wasn't super accepting um, told me he loved me. And I'm like, well, that would be in the happy category. Right. You know, it's like, I'm just, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I, I feel like that's the case too with, um, something amazing about LGBTQ plus social media is that we're seeing all of these happy things happen for queer people, right? That the things that always go viral, like you said, are either like really tragic or you have, um, you know, the, my friend I've talked about on this podcast before, Kate Austin's of the world who, you know, have come through adversity and had their engagement go viral and they were on Ellen and you, it's like, oh my God, this is the most like happy, emotional, wonderful thing. Or do you see like, Oh, Ellen is the, the pinnacle of the roller coaster. (laughs) She gets the sads and And the happies. happies. (laughs) Or then you have like, yeah, you have all these people. Like there's a lot of like couples that I, follow on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, like, there's a couple that are, um, one identifies as male, I don't know about the other, so I'm not gonna say that, but whatever it is, they're an LGBTQ plus couple, and they always post, like, really, like, happy, awesome, cool stuff about their relationship, and it's always really, like, lovey, and, like, 
tear jerking and like, oh my gosh, despite like anything we might have been through, like, look at us now. And it's always got this like really like empowering music. And it's like, it's, you know, it's nice to watch. It makes your heart happy. But it is also, I could see as a consumer, myself included, when you constantly see things and you're like maybe somewhere in the middle, it all, all all becomes very unrelatable. Yeah. You know, because it's like, okay, maybe something like really terribly tragic hasn't happened to me this month. Yeah. And maybe something Besides like some of the clothes you were wearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe and maybe like I'm also not getting like engaged to in front of the Eiffel Tower and then it's on Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like uh, maybe I just like am kind of living like a simplistic somewhere in between. Maybe I'm living like a sim. And, and I'm just okay. yeah, I'm just kind of waking up every day and I'm going to my job and it all seems kind of like not either as tragic or as aesthetically pleasing as everyone else. And it's this weird space sometimes for queer people to live in the middle of. And I even find like we just went to Pride last weekend, Vancouver Pride. Yeah. And that was so awesome, like so full of queer joy. And, you know, everyone who gets up on the stage is like, oh, my gosh, we're back. And people are like so excited and cheering. And I don't know if you relate to this, but I always have like an emotional like come down afterwards almost. Yeah. Because it's just like three days of like overstimulation of like oh my God, we're happy, we're queer, and we're here to celebrate each other, and like, shout out to love on the stage, and drag performances that are like, very like, artful, and showing breakthroughs of queer joy, and like, empowerment, and bravery, and all these things, and then afterwards, it's just like, I'm just sitting in my apartment, and I'm just doing my basic job and my basic life. Does yeah. that make sense? No, for sure. It's like hard to come down. And it's not to say all those things are so wonderful, yeah. but it yeah. is, like you said, just sometimes feels very like you get that peak and then it like crashes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, peak. it's, I feel like it's a yo-yo for sure. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like that's just kind of what media is. Like mm-hmm. everything is like the sensational stories, the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally how fucking straight media works yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's like murders or like somebody having eight babies. Like yes. it's like, you know, the there's, extremes are obviously the room for the mundane. Exactly. But I think being queer is one of those things where it's like, your identity is part of that ride, you know? Yeah, I would you know? agree with They're that. never going to, like, listen to this inspiring story about being straight. No. <laughs> like, they found love in a, a Walgreens. Yeah. They found love in a home sense, and that was gorgeous. That's like, so true. You know? Because it's just, like, the thing that's so amazing about being queer, and specifically about being brave enough to be, like, out and queer, yeah. is that... Just living life alone is something that's, like, really awesome. And, like, you were brave to do so. Being public with your relationship or your pronouns or um, your coming out in general, right? So that is given so much, like, hurrah around it. Yeah. And I think that's a really good thing because it's important that we acknowledge that it is really hard to do. And it is something that should be, like an awesome pat on the back, but I do see what you're saying in the sense that, like, all those things that we're, like, constantly seeing those, like, peaks or celebrations or, on the other side, getting, like, shut down for when we come out to certain people or whatever it is, everyone else, that's the, like, status quo of their life. Yeah. Like, oh, I found a girlfriend or I, whatever. For, like, heterosexual cis people, 
those things are the mundane. Yeah. I also find that a lot of people that aren't part of the queer community don't understand that, like, there are heightened emotions uh-huh. from being queer just mm-hmm. because of, like, you know, the inherent life you're yes, living. totally. And I find, not so much now, but I found when I was coming out... Uh, a lot of people would dive into questions that I'm like, I don't think you realize how emotionally exhausting these questions are. Right. Like, I'd be like, oh, I'm gay. And this is just an example. And I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even seen it before with, like, people I know that are trans. And yeah. they've asked them, like, very, oh, like, hard, yeah. like, inappropriate for somebody you just met questions. Yeah. Like, people have, like, a feeling that they're entitled to this information. Yeah. But being a, a gay man, I've had people being like, oh, you're gay? Oh, how'd your, how did your family, f- like, deal with it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is not, you know, what I want to talk like, about Like, this isn't right the deal. I'm like, I don't want to jump into trauma or jump into, like, a celebration yeah. right now. I'm like, I'm just at a fucking Earl's. Even on the flip <laughs> side, like, I get that a lot of, like, it's so awesome how great your family is. Yeah. And I'm like... I absolutely agree. Yeah. But it's like a constant reminder that like, isn't it great that they didn't hate you for who you were? And it's like, these things are like very like emotionally charged. Exactly. Conversations or moments in your life. And those questions are not just like surface level questions. Yeah. And like a lot of those things have trauma tied to them. Even if things with someone's coming out went well, there could be trauma that led to that or there could be all these layers. And I think a lot of people are, I would say mostly people that aren't part of the queer community are quick to like jump into questions like that or jump into Mm -hmm. topics like that where it's like, fuck me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to get into this right now. Well, and as Julia and I are, my girlfriend, are together for longer. Yeah. The amount of questions we get asked of like do you want kids and i'm like yeah we'd love kids immediate next question oh how are you gonna do that I, it's like i'm like what what why do you think that's any of your business that's like even such a for good someone example. i even for someone i know well yeah like it's like literally like if i'm not coming to you and saying like oh yeah julia and i were talking about having kids and this is what we we're thinking of doing or like whatever and I'm choosing to have that conversation with a friend or someone I know or whatever because I want to discuss it or I'm yeah. maybe, like, frustrated about something or, like, deciding between something. I, that's for me to bring up. Yeah. And the amount of times people say, do you guys want to have kids? And we say yes. And they go, who would carry? Who, how would you do that? Are and you going like, to carry or are you going to adopt? That's such a heavy question as well because you could say, yes, we want kids. And they could yeah. say, oh, how do you want to do that? And they could not know that there is maybe a, a history of you trying, you trying or IVF, you you, one of you being infertile, both yeah. of you being infertile, you trying to figure out adoption already. Like, there's so many layers yeah. that those questions... Like, you wouldn't ask that to, uh, like, a straight couple. No. <laughs> Someone asked me that, like, two weeks ago. And... Well, and that's the thing. I think a lot of times for, like, straight, you know, couples, the questioning is, like, maybe, oh, do you guys want to have kids? Are you guys going to have kids? Yeah. But then it doesn't start, like, well, how are you going to? It's like a when. Like, it's like a when. And that in itself is inappropriate. Yeah. But also, like, the whole understanding that obviously majority of LGBTQ plus couples, it's not just, like, the the usual one, two, let's see if it'll work. And I'm not saying heterosexual couples don't have 
infertility issues and plenty of those things. In fact, much more common than most people talk about because it's so like hush hush, which is a shame. And it's like, we already know me and Julia have infertility issues. Yeah. And the issue is, is that Julia doesn't have sperm and neither do I. Yeah. That so is like what from, <laughs> from what I've heard an issue. <laughs> so from the fucking jump, yeah. we already know this is going to be an upward climb for us. And as a couple, there's going to be a ton of decisions to make. And it's so fucking weird to me that in a casual setting, someone would feel like that would be a conversation that I would like to have. Yeah. Literally this happened two weekends ago. I literally was sitting like having a fucking drink in a casual fucking setting. Yeah. And literally like I'm at a, party yeah do i do i why would i want to talk about this right now yeah like in what way would this be like a conversation that and maybe it would for some people but for you to assume that i want to engage in that and you're basically giving me the option to either say i don't want to talk about this right now yeah and deal with the social issue of feeling like you're coming off rude or bitchy or shutting someone down or i just have to like carry on and just say what I feel like saying that's very like general nonsense because I don't actually want to engage with you yeah. is so weird to me. Yeah. And then I literally remember I was like, they're like, do you want to have kids? And they're like, oh, would you want to carry? And I was like, well, I'd like to if I can. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand about that question. Oh, are you going to carry? It's like, well, I'd like, like they, to. We're going to get to that but, equation. But but. I don't even know if that's possible for me. Yeah. Uh, m- m- you know, people don't know if that's possible for them until they're trying. So it's just like a weird question to ask. Yeah. I also found that a weird question to ask is when I first came out and I'd be like, oh, I'm gay to somebody, which telling somebody that I was gay mm-hmm. for that point was already like so, a, mm-hmm. a check for me. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I did the thing. And then they'd be like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? And then I'm like, oh, well, in my mind, that's a simple yeah. question for you. But in, in, yeah. or in their mind, that's a simple question my mind I'm like well I actually have only just come to terms with I'm gay but I actually don't think that I could understand the emotional uh, connection (laughs) with a man I haven't actually processed that part of it yet but I have processed the me (laughs) explaining it to other people but I don't really think I get the intimacy with another man yet and they're like uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it's like you're not gonna say that no and it, in the same way that when someone asks me if, no and cry yeah <laughs> in the same way that when someone asks me if i'm gonna carry a baby i'm not gonna be like well here's the thing here's all the different things that could potentially happen here's all the ways that it couldn't happen here's all the reasons that i do or i don't or julia does or she don'ts and here's all the like it's it's so it's so much is like it's so not a surface level question. Literally, to ask and also like, oh, in a uh, casual actually, setting. I want to carry, but you just made me. I'm going to put this in the sad section <laughs> yeah. because I don't have thirty thousand yeah. dollars. Like that's the thing. You're asking <laughs> people things and assuming people like have the money. Have they know that they're that they'll physically even fucking be able to? Yeah. Like, there's so many different things, and I've had that happen. So I think that's the biggest one to me where. When people ask me that question, I'm just like, why? Why are you asking me this? And the weirdest part is, is when they follow up with opinions on it. Like when I said the carrying thing, they said, really? And you're like, that's going in the sad one. And I was like, why really? Like, do I not give off the vibe that I would want to carry? Do I like, like, do I, I, it just start you, what is that? It seems like a loaded answer. And then you're leaving, I'm like, anyways, that was a nice fucking late conversation at a party. And then you're in your feelings over like literally just talking to somebody. Yeah. And then literally like there was a one that brought up on the podcast before when the person said to me about, they were a heterosexual cis female and they were like, 
talking to me about how they would think it was so fucked up if someone got an anonymous donor because oh. they love their dad. Oh. And I was like, well, like some it's of also us not a dad. dad. It's, a, it's also not a dad. It's, <laughs> no, it's a, a donor. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a it's vessel. A, it's a vessel of like, because you're the vessel, like a chemical, like fucking compound literally. that like is literally going to make impregnate me. It's like, like it's, it's not a father. It's cells. And it's, it's also like, that's just so up to the person for someone who's never going to probably have to deal with that to be, be giving an opinion to a queer woman and shaming them about something that I haven't even already decided. Would you also kind of just shame them for them like, not having a father figure like, technically? Yeah, literally, like, literally. Like, like, so like what? Like, oh, it. the reason that you need to not be anonymous is because the kid needs to know their dad yeah. is because if that's something that's going to be missing. There's so many layers. And I'm like, I'm sitting in a fucking hot tub <laughs> drinking yeah. red wine right yeah. now. And this is what I'm getting. This is where this is the like conversation that I'm having to like try and steer around and not react to because I don't want it to go on. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just so fucked up. Like these things are so emotionally charged for queer people. For sure. And like things that we already know when we're making decisions like having families or having partners or coming out or whatever that we're going to have to deal with. And so it's just like so weird that people would want to bring that up. And it's always the people that you wouldn't expect in the sense that like, I think a lot of people assume that when queer people are in emotionally charged settings, it's because people are like homophobic or transphobic. No, sometimes the accepting questions go too far. Yeah. Sometimes it's like people that like consider themselves very accepting and like allies and they just like, they're like, I can ask this. I don't hate the gays. Yeah. They think like they feel entitled to it because they, they feel like they accept you. Yeah. And it's like, it's funny because we literally have this podcast for people that have questions that are inappropriate to ask other people. So, and we've like, literally when we started this podcast, like made a point of saying like, all these things we talk about are not appropriate things to go and talk about. Like if I sat here and I had, let's say one day we do a fucking baby episode or something. Yeah. Well, and we've I well, okay, we've done that. <laughs> and I sit here and I talk about all the ways that I would prefer to have a family and what that family would look like. Let's yeah. say, okay? And let's say I go into detail about it. You cannot turn around and be like, "Oh, Bree said all these things." So now I'm interested. What does my queer friend think about that? Yeah. Let me go ask them all the things that Bree chose to be vulnerable. It's like we're making a consensual choice to talk about these topics yeah. that are often helpful for people to learn things about the queer community, but it doesn't mean that queer people owe you any of these conversations. Yeah, I mean, queer people don't owe you anything, so there's that. Amen. Hey, Gabers, we're just going to take a quick break to let you know about our amazing sponsor, Care Of. You know we love Care Of here. First of all, High quality products. Care-of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind each one of their products, uh, which we appreciate. Next, I have personally been loving Care-of because getting into the routine of taking vitamins daily is so easy with them. Your recommendations come in daily individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting into or starting a routine and Also, these vitamins are personalized for your needs. So it's super easy. You go to TakeCareOf.com. You take an online quiz. It tells you what vitamins are going to be great for you, your diet, your lifestyle, and your health concerns. And you get a personally tailored kit that comes to your door for your unique health needs. It's amazing. I cannot recommend it enough. So 
We've got something exciting for you today. If you go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code EXPLAIN50, you get 50% off your first Care Of order. So for 50% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code EXPLAIN50. Thank you so much for supporting our sponsors. We love them. And thank you to Care Of for supporting our queer content. It means a lot. I think that I have a very... Um, why did that sound like a cut? <laughs> yeah. This is one conversation, unfortunately. <laughs> I think I have a very uh, interesting relationship with emotions mm-hmm. and being emotional. But I do think it is a relationship that I see a lot for like young gays. Right. Whereas when I first came out and for like a good chunk of my life I thought that being emotional was like weakness yeah so like I always made a joke that like emotions were overrated and all this and like that being like a tough bitch was like a benefit yeah which it's not I'm not ragging on people that aren't emotional that's Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people just don't experience things the same way as well yeah but it's funny because I even at the bar like I know there are so many like young gay men that I see that I'm like I can literally tell that I could probably ask you some questions Mm -hmm. and you would answer like how I answered as As, a young gay like being like oh like I'm a tough bitch like I don't cry like all this shit and I'm just like it's so exhausting and like fighting the world Mm -hmm. I'm like you're always angry it's always like angry whole thing yep. and yeah it's so funny because I I feel like I'm so far from that now yeah. like I cry like mm. pretty often mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too, maybe I lean too far me into too, it yeah. I, I could like close up those tear ducts every yeah. now and again probably yeah. help me out but it's funny like it's clearly a common story for some people but I don't think some people get out of that ever yeah I think a lot of queer people that's the case because a lot of us a lot of people queer or not have things that they go through in their life and in order to survive those things you put up up certain walls yeah but for and that's the case for some of all types of people but for everyone in the lgbtq plus community to a certain extent you had to overcome some sort of adversity yeah and that there's different spectrum and layers to it but everyone can relate to the fact that they at some point had to go against the grain and deal with whatever came of that for them. And I think it's really, really common. Like for me too, like when I was coming out, like even in my coming out video, I was like, I just decided one day that I just don't care what people think. Yeah. And that was the survivor mechanism because it's like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Yeah. I cannot stay in the closet anymore. I cannot be scared who's going to figure out anymore. So even though I am still all of those things, I'm going to convince myself that, that I, I just defined. don't care. <laughs> yeah. And then that way, when I come out, if I get any reaction, because I've told everyone I don't care what people think, it's going to, I'm, I'm not going to be embarrassed and it's not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. So like, you get in that headspace and I feel like that's so common for people to do because it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to decide that I, that nothing's going to phase me. Yeah. And then sometimes you get stuck in that. Right. And that sat with me for a long time. Like I would just be like, I, I was just so hard shelled and 
if people, you know, did something fucked up to me or whatever, I would just cut them off. Done. Never talk to that friend again. Even if it was just like something, you know, I disagree with them on or one argument. Not worth it. See you later. Yeah. Don't care. Who cares if you're in my life or not? I was like so quick to the draw on so many of that with both relationships, with people around me. They said, one thing I disagreed with, you're dead to me. Like, you're fucked up for saying that about gay people or whatever it is. Even if it was like stuff that I, looking back, could have easily probably talked through. It came from ignorance. And as you get older, you realize that and recognize that. And I'm not saying I owed anyone that conversation, but I do think I was like really quick to the draw. Yeah. And it just came from a survival's place. So I was like, anyone around me that I think is going to bring me down in any way, I can't take it because inside I knew it would really hurt me. So at the like very start of any sign that someone was going to hurt my feelings or make me feel like shamed for being gay or who I was or disagree with it. I was out done. Yeah. And just like, it was just my way of like protecting myself. And I became like very like, uh, just like hard because of it. And then because I think I was hiding in any emotions of feeling like sad or hurt or like vulnerable when it did peak out, because I held it in for a song, it would come out as anger. Yeah. So like you said, like it would be like, you see like same thing that are just always angry. Like I would just be pissed off all the time at people. Like they're fucked up, fuck them. Yeah. Or like I would, you know, just get angry at a significant other. If I felt like they like invalidated me in any way. And like, I was just, I I just felt like constantly hard done by. Yeah. Like I just constantly felt like I was like, just had me against the world kind of vibe. And then as I got older and through therapy, <laughs> I was like able to like break down those walls. Cause my entire, most of my life I was highly emotional. And then yeah. I just shut the fuck off for like a good eight years there. And then I now would say I am like, back to my truth in the sense that like, I know a lot of people aren't naturally emotional or or, like vulnerable and that's okay. Yeah. But it wasn't that I wasn't naturally. It's like I forced myself to close it in. For sure. And then now I feel totally comfortable being emotional and having emotional conversations and like expressing my feelings in healthy ways, not in anger. Yeah. And even in situations that like looking back when I was younger, you know, when I was like 21, 22, 23, if I would have been like in that situation, I would have gotten so angry at that person. Now I'm like, I can just walk away and be like, Oh, that kind of made me feel kind of shitty. That hurt my feelings. Maybe talk to a friend about it the next day. But you know, six years ago, I would have like taken that as such a personal insult that I would have been like furious. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, we, we're all on our own path, but I think it is sad sometimes. Speaking of emotions, it's sad. Goes in the sad category. Sad category. To see people that you obviously you can never like judge them for for it, or like I'm not a therapist, so I could never like speak to them about it. But it's almost like you see yourself in them and you're like, I wish I could tell you that it life will actually be a lot easier if you left let your softness back in. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think the I uh it's one of those things that I look back now and I Especially when I was, like, I hadn't come out yet. And I was realizing that I was gay. I was very clearly sad that I was gay. Yeah. Like, I was sad that this was my new reality. I was sad for myself that every single situation was going to be, like, a little bit 
more difficult. Like there a was gonna be gay. a little more gay. Yeah. I was sad at that. Yeah. Um, I was sad that like every situation was gonna have layers or people were gonna look at me yeah. or constantly I would have this as the first thing people knew about me. Like right. I was sad about that. But I, at the time, attributed sadness and accepting sadness mm-hmm. for weakness. Yeah. So then I would just once again, build it all up. I mean, mm-hmm. I did trigger warning also have like some serious self-harm issues as yes. we went into because that's how I would express my emotions. Yeah. I would, it would bottle up and then yeah. I would get these insane, sad feelings in my head yeah. and then I would self-harm yeah. and that would be like my way of dealing with it, which is just an extreme way of yeah. bottling things up. Yeah. But I would bottle things up and then instead of having little conversations about things that made me sad or things that made me happy, it would just keep getting bigger and bigger. Mm. And then my parents would do something like completely normal. And I would just lash out at them because the only emotion that I would let myself have was anger. Yes. Cause I was like, anger isn't weak. Yes. Anger is the, like, we're, yeah. we're good with anger. Like I'm being strong here. I'm standing up for myself. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm, like, holding my own yeah. here. And then I would just think about, like, some of the interactions that I had with, like, f- mostly family yeah. and, like, friends that I'm, like, I treated that situation, like, you did not deserve that. Like, it was yeah. the tiniest thing. Yeah. And I same. would just blow up because I was in a space that I wasn't allowing myself to understand mm-hmm. and, like, pick apart the little things I was experiencing. Like, yeah. I was, like, I can't be sad. Like, sad is unacceptable yeah but anger is good but yeah but anger's anger's like great and strong and all these other things yeah it's like it's also like if i'm angry i'm not showing you that you're hurting me yeah it's like i'm telling you why what you're doing is fucked up yeah but it's it's about you not about me it's not like i'm not being vulnerable and being like that hurt me made me feel like shit whatever it's like you're fucked up you're wrong and then what I didn't realize at the time, and it was definitely something that I learned through mm. therapy as well, yeah. <laughs> um, is that it's, like, so unfair to do that because then you're making something like your own emotions someone else's problem. Yes. You're making your anger... Uh, that your anger is going into the sad category for your parents. Uh, yes, legit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, exactly. oh wow, I handled that well. And my parents are like, what is wrong with me? I'm a terrible parent. Yeah, my child 100%. is freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like my yes. child is a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know. Totally. So yeah, that was definitely an interesting thing to learn through therapy over mm. the years. Yeah, and it's interesting because like, it's, uh, it's like. It's helpful for me when I, like, think of those specific instances or specific relationships because I see how far I've come. Because sometimes I don't think I've come far. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I still handled that situation bad or I could have done better. And then I look back at, like, oh, how I would have handled that, like, six, seven years ago is, like, night and day. Like, it's, like, not even close. And, like, it's nice to give yourself a pat on the back every once in a while and be like, oh, my gosh, like... I didn't scream at my parents today. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, we're all human, and we're all going to not always have a perfect emotional reaction. We're not always going to, like, have a perfect, like, business communicative best way to, like, openly talk conversation. Like, sometimes things are going to trigger you. Sometimes things are going to, like, you're going to have an emotional reaction, and, like, that's okay. Yeah. But I think it's, like, about, like... Picking and choosing battles and, like, checking yourself when you aren't. And I think that's the biggest thing for me on my emotional journey, if you will, is, like, the it's a different type of emotion. Yeah. 
than anger most of the time. Like, I still, like, obviously things bubble up sometimes and you're like, oh, that wasn't the right way to deal with it. I could have dealt with that better. Um, And then also it's just picking and choosing. Like, I think when I was younger, every little thing that happened or happened with a friend or happened, in my opinion, to me or, like, if a stranger that I was walking down the street and they said something even slightly homophobic, I would feel like, this is now my new focus. I have to change their mind. I have to let them know they're wrong. They yeah. have to agree with Target me that they're acquired. wrong. Like, go, you know, and I really realized this the other day, it was like the week before pride and near where Julia and I live, there was like a pride protester with the fucking signs and the megaphone and whatever. And I just like walked by him and I felt nothing. And I just kept looking for owl hedges. And I was like, I'm just Sometimes you got to keep an eye out. You know, like I was Selena just like, and perfect. Owl I was like, perfect. Like whatever. I'm just going to carry on with my day. And that to me, six years ago would have made me weak. Yeah. I would have looked at myself and been like, you're not brave enough. You should have changed that guy's mind. And like six years ago, I would have probably turned to that guy and been like, fuck you while yeah. I was walking by or something. Or like, you're disgusting. Like I would have said something like that. Genuinely. Sure. I would have lashed out and I would have, I would have thought in my mind I was doing it for every other queer person that couldn't speak up and I was doing it for myself and I was defending myself and I was saying like, no, like I would have at least been like stopped and been like, listen, I'm a lesbian. Like, do you have a problem with me? And then they probably would have said yes. And I would have been like, well, that's fucked up. Like I would have like started something. And then, so I just walked by and I was like, oh God, that guy's, wow. That's how he's spending his life. That's sad. And I, that's literally uh, across my head. I was like, this guy's spending his whole day just being filled with hate. Like, how sad is that? And it just made me realize, like, wow, like, now how I'm utilizing my energy to hopefully help the LGBTQ plus community is by talking to LGBTQ plus people and creating content that makes them feel good about themselves. And yeah. that's where my energy is going. My energy is going to the people that, like, hopefully need the support or maybe need the advice or need, uh, you know, an outlet. Um, whereas before I was spending all my energy on the people that disagreed and like at a certain point, as you get older, you realize like those people actually don't matter. Like that's the whole point. Like those opinions don't matter. And like, honestly, unfortunately, people, especially that are spending their day with signs, they're a lost cause. You're not going to me walking down the street and and saying, fuck you is, is not going to change that guy's mind. He's not going to go home. But then you also have to realize like, this is a situation that's going to make me feel a certain type of way. And me, me realizing that it's not worth now that being my problem for the day is great. I also realized like as a, a queer person that, it seems like our happiness is dependent on other people a lot of the time. Yes. Like situations mm-hmm. like that, like would be in the sad. Yes. <laughs> um, and I really, I feel like a big growth for me was when like, I realized I could just make my own happiness. Like yeah. I was, I had to stop being dependent on other people to make me happy. 100%. Like I was just like in control of my own happiness. And I think that was like really big for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, a really huge moment for me. I was just like, 
wow, I just saw that person and it didn't make me angry. Like, obviously it wasn't like, I was like, rock on. But I, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I was just like, okay, they like, he's just doing that and that's sad and shitty for him. And I literally walked away and I was like, I'm like still just smiling, enjoying my day. And my queer joy has not been rattled by that person. Yeah. And that felt so good that I'm like, I'm so sound in my queerness and who I am in the life that I'm living that that didn't affect me. Yeah. And isn't it awesome that hopefully I'm focusing my energy on people to get them to that same place that he won't affect them either, opposed to focusing my energy on getting pissed off at that loser. Exactly. So, yeah. It's um, it's cool to see that, like, growth, if you will. We're yeah. On a growth journey here. Absolutely. Um, okay. That was emotions. That was emotions. Do you feel emotional? Um... I think I'm just back to the anger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I think fair. I tapped right you're just, back into you're just, the anger. You just, you just like shut that back down. Yeah. You're like, okay, got my outlet. Exactly. Now I'm just now pissed I'm just off. fiery rage of a thousand suns. <laughs> you know what I'm pissed off about? That Bet and Tina aren't together on the L word. Um, you know what I'm pissed off about? What? The fact that you're talking about the L word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, buckle up. There's going to be a lot of references this, during this season over the next couple weeks. And if you're watching the L word, I want to hear from you on the Discord. No, not on the yes. Discord. <laughs> yes, on the Discord. Because I want to hear what people think about these pairings that are happening. Okay, well. Anyways, okay. Whoever you're listening, <laughs> make sure to follow, subscribe. Uh, go to our Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast. Follow us there. Click the link in the bio for merch as well as the Patreon that accesses the Discord. You can also, you know, wish you could see Sean just head banging to my plugs right now. It's amazing. You can also follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Brianne Williamson. Don't forget about me. And Sean. On TikTok and Instagram, but you don't even fucking post on TikTok. No. Figure your shit out. At Sean.Lusk, and also Sean's going to be a Twitch streamer. I'm working slowly on it, so follow him there for any updates. Okay. Okay. <laughs> until next time, see you around see the, the neighborhood. You didn't even say wheel. Oh, until next time, we'll see, see around, around the, the neighborhood. neighborhood. You stressed me out. It was too, like... Do I, do I say wheel usually? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't remember Oh, maybe. That. Do you not? I think, I don't know. until next time, oh yeah, we'll... Usually I kind of say will, like I don't even really, I don't, see you around the game, bye. Bye.